0: Hey, I'm Coach J. I'm the G-Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. G-Man, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Here we are. So, so, this, so today this is Coach J. Uh, y'all know, know me, a.k.a. Jair. Uh, Coach Jay, or whatever. I'm just Coach Jay. Let's let's be honest. Coach Uh Jay. I've been on sabbatical doing my own little thing for about a year now. um, Being very blessed and thankful for having the clients (laughs) that I've had, Um, and they've known me as Coach Jay. I mean, I was part of Fearless Kindness before. After we left, the Beard. I think I'm going to call him that.
1: I think I'm calling the Beard. The Beard. Okay, the Beard. All right. I mean, what do you think? I think that's fine. Yeah, that's that's it. That's nondescript. Nobody yeah. nobody. Would figure, nobody. <laughs> who does who knows this. and who cares, right? It's yeah, just a beard.
0: <laughs> so here I am, re- reunited with the G man. G man, let's talk about the important things. Um, first and foremost, before we get into the beefy content stuff, some people are going to listen to this for the first time and say, "Holy cow, it's the G man!" Right?
1: <laughs> and so maybe, maybe.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's let let's just get something right out of the way. How's the cholesterol?
1: Well, the cholesterol is bad and good. It was. It never really came back around. <laughs> no matter what I did, it never really came back around. So uh, I got on the Crestor. Oh, okay. And so now the cholesterol is good. It's under two hundred now, and so I'm, t- I'm I'm heavily medicated, and that's uh, <laughs> that's what it took to get it done. As much as my wife tried by diet and exercise and. It just didn't work so. Okay, so are so we are you
0: cleared for the hamburgers? I mean are we hamburger am, am, are you like and <laughs> french fries? I mean are
1: we are, are we ready? Yeah, I'm hamburger. I'm hamburger and french fry open, so cool. Uh, well you know what's funny cre- is that... the crystal flushes all that out apparently yeah. totally, so I can do what I want. Fantastic. I don't have to worry about it. Well, congratulations for you Thank and you. your cholesterol. We're, Thank we're you. yeah, I'm sure you're
0: happy about that. So um <clears throat> other than that, I mean what well, I mean you know, of course, you and I had to go through re- rehab after all that tequila we drank. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Verbal. So, you know, once that we were out of that, I mean, a lot of people were reaching out to me and saying, Jair, where are you? I'm like, I'm in rehab. So.
1: <laughs> hey, where are you? I'm recovering. <laughs> I'm recovering. I'm recovering. I'm going to every AA meeting there is. <laughs> Alcoholics, sexaholics, drugaholic. <laughs> All of it,
0: all of it. Uh, no, no, no. So, so it's all good. It's all good. So we've we have uh, you reunited. We're going to be providing you the content necessary for everything that we do, and we know, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So <clears throat> it's interesting. You know, I, I want to hit this off right off the bat with something. I'm talking about something that's rather sensitive when it comes to an issue about management. Mm -hmm. leadership Mm -hmm. um i think it's two different things when it comes to this topic what do you think you think it has something to do more with management or more with leadership i
1: think honestly i just don't see uh management is more uh, um it's more managing things and leadership is when it has to deal with people in my in my opinion that's that's how i feel about it so I think anything where you're dealing with personnel and people, and people's personalities and anything, it's really more about leadership. It's really more about leadership. You're managing, you manage logistics, you manage inventories, mm, right? You manage yeah. data, but you don't really manage people. That just doesn't work that way. It's more about leadership.
0: Yeah. So in today's episode, we're going we're gonna to start out by saying, you know, um, today's it's a really complicated, sensitive subject.
1: So we're talking about management, leadership, and then we're talking about the issue that came up today. Yeah, so here's the story. So
0: we had a service advisor on the service drive Mm -hmm. walk through the shop, Mm -hmm. walk up to a technician and tell the technician, hey, when are you going to be done with that job I gave you? Mm -hmm. And the technician says, "Uh, I'll get to it as soon. I'll get to it soon. And he goes, you know what? Hurry it up. Like, you're taking too long. You're too slow. I sold this already. I got to give the customer an update. And so all of a sudden, the technician snapped Mm -hmm. and says, you know what? I'm going to do it when I'm good and ready. And so then that created an altercation. The service advisor started bad-mouthing the technician Mm -hmm. in front of the technician. The technician got it to his face. Mm -hmm. And then the service advisor walked away. Of course, the technician was really annoyed with him. And what he did is he started following him, following him into the bathroom with the locker room in the back where there's a restroom back there, right, into right, the shop, right? right, right? right so the yeah. back of the shop. So he walks in and he sees that the service advisor is at a stall. And what does he decide to do? He literally pushes the advisor into the into the urinal. So we had physical contact. Physical contact and literally pushes him into the wall against where... You know, it wasn't – he just shoved him. Right, right. The advisor turns around. They start going in at it with each other. Now, nothing really happens because at the same time, luckily, there was another technician in there and kind of like broke them up.
1: Mm-hmm. But they were
0: full-blown like cussing each other out. I mean, it was drama. You it, was know? Get, it was a fight. Yeah. It, was, it was a fight. It was a fight. So <clears throat> after that, they, they, they get separated. The service advisor is told to go back up front. And next thing you know, there's just a huge fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, the service advisor goes screaming to the service manager, says that the technician hit him, that the technician needs to be apprehended, that he has been apprehended. Yeah, a- <laughs> yeah, yeah seriously. It's ridiculous. The, the service advisor is demanding all the special victims this, unit. Yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it was like it was like this guy has just this is
1: battery. Oh, man. This
0: is whatever. I mean, jeez, Louise. <laughs> battery. Know. It was just it. Was, it just got escalated yeah, really quickly. Yeah. I see. Right, I right. see. So the next question was: is, is is I'm in the service manager's office today, and we're sitting down, and he is freaking out. Mm-hmm. And he's freaking out because he's like, "Look, I have my number one technician mm-hmm. in the shop who has assaulted." Okay, Mm -hmm. I guess we have to allegedly, I'm so sorry, allegedly Mm -hmm. assaulted this advisor. The other bad part is this is the number one advisor. Mm -hmm. So I have two top performers that have gone at it and now we have major conflict. And so the service manager is freaking out. One, let's give all the facts. Let's put it all on the table. The service manager is short two advisors. Right, and he has another technician who's put in his notice who's going to go work for the local electric company and join the union or whatever, right, because okay. he doesn't want to turn mm-hmm. wrenches, and I have this number one technician who is now caused this disruption, right, so the service manager says,
1: "I don't know what to do. what do you think, coach j and um so let's let's just pause right there so he so we have this conflict, it's a big fight and so so the one thing I know in in and uh why I believe that this is 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 undoubtedly a leadership issue is because it never should have happened in the first place. The conflict arises because there's no controls so if if he had tight controls on what was happening? Because the conflict arose because of a, a production problem, right? There was a dispatching and production problem. And then because of that, the advisor gets frustrated. The advisor goes out. So advisors have this external pressure that, that nobody really talks very much about. Well, you know, we talk about it in advisor circles, but nobody else really cares about it. The management just wants it done. The, uh, you know, the technicians, just, they just want to turn their hours and get their job done. and so they don't, But you have this customer pressure that's coming in. They want their car back right they're calling we need to give them an answer so now he's got this external force he doesn't want to disappoint his csis on the line his paychecks on the line so he's he's feeling this pressure so he goes out now to the technician directly and demands to know what's going on there's no layer between the technician and the advisor Right? Okay. Okay.
0: Hold on. Hold on. There's Let's,
1: no controls. Okay, I, I don't mean to
0: interrupt, but you got to pick a team. Are you going to be team tech? Or are you going to be team advisor? Because all I know is team advisor. So I want to be team advisor. <laughs> Since you used to be a tech, you should be team tech. So why don't we provide perspective of both scenarios, right? Because you would understand what it is to be a tech tech. Oh, I've been kind of
1: there. I, I know exactly how the tech was feeling. Exactly. 100%. I don't.
0: <laughs> like t- like I, I don't, I don't
1: turn wrenches,
0: dude. Like I used to sell the stuff, right? Yeah. I I was the advisor, frustrated that I'm just coming up to my tech and going, "Hey, man, where are we with this car?" And you're telling me, "Oh, uh, I see attitude, man. Mm-hmm. I see, I see, I see me being vindictive and saying, look, this guy's being a this guy's being an a- right. you know, right.' And, and, and screw him. And I'm like, dude, this guy's a prima donna." Sassy mother lover, who knows, whatever, because he knows he's the number one tech in the shop, bro. Right? See, so that's what I'm saying. Like this, that gets under my skin. That gets under my skin. Because but now imagine, he's trying to control
1: the narrative, man. But imagine that you're just the, you're you're the sled dog, and you're just getting whipped and whipped, and you're just like they're like more, more. We need more from you, and it's got to, and and it gets to be unreasonable. It's like you're trying. Oh, and by the way, you left the screw loose last time, and I, we hate you. We're gonna fire you. That was a comeback, and. You know, so it's like, oh, on one side we're going to vilify you if you have a comeback, but on the other side we need you to do this really, really fast and get this car mm-hmm. out of here. It's a, it's a contradiction, mm-hmm. and so they're living in this world where they're just always getting their head kicked in from every every possible angle, and it, it gets it gets to you get to a breaking point where you're just like, you know what, to hell with you. Like I'm doing my work. I'm doing it as fast as I can and as and and with the highest quality I can possibly do it. Just leave me alone. Just get out of my stall. You have no business talking to me. Go away. And that's really where it ended up, right? I mean, the yeah, guy was I basically like, "Get out of my face." You, you don't. And so again, I'm going to go back to why I believe this. There's a leadership lesson here because the leader should have been involved in that. That should have never got. Should not never have been. Um, it should have never gotten to that point. I guess I'm getting tongue tied, but it, I think I think there are ways of avoiding that kind of conflict. I just don't think it needs to be there. I could tell you that, for un, unequivocally, I've been in that situation and been violent before when I was younger and I didn't have control of my temper. And I was a younger G man. What? Yeah, that, that, that did you, some. Were you like kicking cans? Did some crazy things? Throwing like wrenches across. <laughs> oh, the, I would shop. I would throw wrenches. I would, really? I'd get yeah. I'd get an advisor's face. Did and, you break any windows or anything? No, I never broke any windows or anything like that. But I was definitely out of. I think I was. I was young, stupid and out of control, and there was nobody there controlling me, pulling me back. And there was also nobody there controlling the advisors; They could do whatever they wanted, so they could do what they wanted with my time. They could do what they wanted, pushing me around. And you get to that point where you just break and you snap, and somebody needs to be there. There has to be a connection between the advisors and the technicians, and that's the leader's responsibility to make sure that connection's there and to get in the middle of that and make sure that this thing flows smoothly. That advisor should have went to the manager. The manager should have been able to kind of influence production instead of that advisor going out there and start screaming at some technician. It just doesn't – It that's never going to be productive. It'll never be productive. So I'm a little torn
0: with that statement because I'm the person that says, you know what? You should be empowered enough to have the communication and relationship with your techs. You should know how mm-hmm. to – get their perspective and understand like how they see things and stuff like that. And maybe it's because I don't know, I, I see things differently with my experience and my age. I mean, I think these both individuals are, are a lot younger than us, right? Mm. I mean, they are, they're a lot younger mm. than us. And so they don't, they haven't had the experience to know how to to handle with something like this. And at the same time, the service manager, I don't know. I mean, how would the service manager supposed to know I, I, now I'm removing myself, I'm taking my advisor head off. And I'm putting my manager hat off and I'm mm. going, how could I had, have been prepared for this tension?
1: See, I don't think you could prepare yourself for it. But that's what I'm saying. I think there's a lesson in there. So I don't know that he, like preemptively, could you have seen this coming? No, I don't think you could as, as a manager, as a good leader. However, like right now is his opportunity to define the rules of engagement right so you're 100% right i agree with you 100% i tell advisors all the time that it's their small business to run right. they need to be managing production talking to the techs helping but it to a point in which it gets to this level where this this advisor's going to blow up like he's like i'm just at my wits end that's when he needs to seek that's when the hierarchy comes in because the last thing you want is every little dispatching thing they go to the manager you definitely don't oh, want no. that but this was something that was bigger, I think, than the that advisor should have taken on.
0: Okay, so you're saying that, and I agree with you. I think that once the service advisor had gotten the comment from the technician, maybe not make comments
1: back to escalate it, exactly. right? Exactly. To kind of punch
0: the guy in the face or make something. Well, I, think too, I think I think th- there were two breaking points there,
1: right? 100%. The advisor was breaking. The tech was breaking. They were both feeling the pressure. I think the advisor— You know, a lesson for him is when he gets to that point, don't, he shouldn't even go out in the shop. Like, if he's at that point where he's like, I I just need to know what the heck's going on in my car, you know, I just, I'm so frustrated. Like, he's like, he's at that position. Then the lesson for him is, hey, let's come in and let's talk this out. Show me the jobs you've got. Show me what you got going on. Let me help you get this organized. Let's go out and let's talk to the tech. Let's talk to the shop foreman, the lead tech, you know, however your structure is. Let's figure out a way around this. But the the answer, I don't think, is ever to go apply more pressure to the guy who's already under a tremendous amount of pressure. It, it's the same thing as going to an advisor and just standing over and going, "Did you call him yet? Did you call him yet? Did you call him yet? Did you call him yet?" You know what I mean? Like, how would you feel? You would. It would. It, you would just be like, "Okay, that's it. I'll call him when I'm good and ready. Get out of yeah. my face." You know? Yeah, that's true. And I think that's to to me, it's like, I guess, a good leader will use this as and not necessarily again, it's not no fault on him. It's he uses this as a lesson to get better. He uses it as a lesson to help his people get better. You know, and uses this to help again firm up the uh, you know, the rules of engagement. How are they going to communicate with each other? What are the rules? And when do they seek his help, advice, and his inter you know, his intervention. Okay, G Man, so here's the question who gets fired? Well, so here's the thing. Now, that that to me, that depends. We, you know, we were talking about this earlier. That's that's a policy thing. Okay. so that I I believe is set by the general manager and owner. I think it's funny because right
0: now people who are listening to us and and, and what I want to do in the future is I would want this to be like a survey question. Like, like, go here and yeah. I want your comments. There's yeah. so many different managers, so many different advisors. Even technicians who are going to listen to this are going to be like, oh, I have my own opinion. Oh, so-and-so should be fired. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know what I'm saying? The question is, 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 it's different viewpoints.
1: Well, I would say this too is if anybody out there, tech, service advisor, service manager, anybody is out there listening to this, um, I would love to hear your opinion because I know there's a million opinions. 100%. And, and it would be interesting to get a survey – from each, I'd also like to to know uh, who uh, who would get fired. Oh yeah! In this point, I'd like to get people's perspective on that. So let's so to recap. So he follows him into the bathroom, right? And then the technician shoved the service advisor, right? Right. Now, was there any any retaliation? Did the was there retaliation on the the uh, advisor to the technician? So
0: here is the interesting question that I have did the guy have enough time to put his junk back on his pants and pull up and, and, and put his zipper back because dude that's a vulnerable thing
1: that's dude weird. I'm vulnerable
0: I mean seriously I'm in the freak I'm, I'm in the urinal and some guy pushes me man
1: oh, like man.
0: seriously like what am I doing do I pull up my you know my zipper and then turn around and confront him like I don't know that's all I'm
1: thinking. hey here's what I would say if you're a baller you turn around and just pee right on the dude right like like I, listen, I'm
0: hearing this story oh, the whole time, God. Gary. I'm, listen, gee, man, I'm listening to this story the whole time, and that's the one thing that's in my head that I feel like it's oh, not appropriate God. to ask. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, right. Because the like... manager's telling me the story, and he's he's over there desperate, like, oh, "Coach G, I need your help. Like, what do I do?" And I'm over here going, "Did he put his jump? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, was
0: the slot. I'm just putting myself in the picture, man. <laughs> okay, so once we've got over that, so yes, he pushed him. There's some scuffle that happens. Junk in or junk out or in, we don't know. But there's problems and they get, you know,
1: separated by one of the other technicians. So I do know that like at at some of the places that I've been, that if there's any kind of physical altercation, the person who initiates it is the person automatically gets terminated. So I've been Mm -hmm. at places where they have a zero tolerance policy for that, uh, pushing, shoving, punching, you know. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Automatically, that guy's terminated. Now, th- the response of the person that was touched would have an impact on it. Now, if he fought back, took a swing, slugged him, um, wrestled him to the ground, any of that kind of happened, then they both would get terminated. In, mm. in, I would say fifty percent of the places that I've been, that would happen. Um, now, there are other places that you know they have a little bit more. You know, they know that. It's a high stress environment, high pressure jobs, both of them. Well, them are very difficult to do, and uh, I think th- they rely more on maybe some communication and training, and you know, give the guys maybe a one time pass. Guy's been a great tech, he's been there forever. Um, he's a good advisor. You know, he, he he does well. Customers like him. There definitely is some th- something to say about that. I remember the great um, Jimmy Johnson, the great Dallas Cowboys uh, coach that led them to all their. Super Bowl victories. By the way, congratulations, the Hall of
0: Fame. He made the Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. I know. I was know. Hall like of Fame. Baby. Hall of
1: Fame. If you couldn't tell, I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Uh, from California, Cowboys fan, but um, he said that uh, you know they asked him one time. They said, "Hey, look, you know, if uh, uh, do you have different rules for for your players? Are all the players under the same rule, or do you treat each one differently?" And he says, "Well." He's, he kinda said, That's the stupid question. He said, Of course I have different rules. He goes, If if a rookie comes out, rookie running back and he fumbles the ball, then that guy's gonna get benched and maybe even cut from the team, right? Mm. But if Emmett Smith were to drop a ball, he'd go to Emmett go, Hey buddy, you know, hang on to the ball a little bit. You know, you got a hall of fame, you know, you know, all time leading rusher, you're not gonna you're not gonna treat him the same way, right? So is it because he's proven himself? Or are you saying because he's
0: yes. he's a producer, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that you that that Fumbling the ball is like one out of a thousand, you know, a thousand. He's
1: done so many good things. It's like, you got to give them a pass on that one. And so I think in this case too, with these two guys, knowing these two guys, knowing their track records, record, geez, track records and seeing their numbers, I think there's definitely, you know, an opportunity to coach and, and, uh, and try to see if you can do some conflict resolution and, and keep them both working and, and profitable for themselves and for the, for the team. Otherwise you're just giving them off to somebody else. You're literally, they're going to learn the lesson. Most likely they will never do it again. And then you're going to hand them off to another dealership so they can make money for them. So so it really is, you know, I think a hard line to me, I think might be a little bit too aggressive. Just my opinion. Really? Yep.
0: I think that there's some something to blame out of all this. I think it's only one thing. And I think it's ego. I think it's the ego of both parties. Yeah, 100%. What do you think? I mean, think about it, right? Technician's going to hold his line. He's going to not want to be disrespected. Mm -hmm. He feels that he's disrespected. I mean, technicians are... I mean, you tell me. They're a little sensitive to that. Like, you're walking into my space and you're going to scream at me and demand things from me in my space. It's like walking into my home, bro. Like, don't come into my home and tell me that I need to do something in my home. Because a technician stalls like... That's their work area. That's
1: their toolboxes there. Everything that makes them money and makes – Yeah, just walk into a shop and walk through and see their stalls. Oh, yeah. And look at they move in. Oh yeah. They have things hung in specific spots. They got pictures up on the wall. Yeah. It's it's like their office. They have and coffee so... makers on their <laughs> toolbox. Like,
0: what is up with that? That
1: guy had a George Foreman grill. <laughs> what? It the... installed
0: I mean, on his toolbox. Is, first and foremost, that, that's not good for
1: OSHA. That is against
0: OSHA policy. OSHA. Like holy
1: cow. I don't think it's OSHA compliant. No, but, not at all. Uh, but it, it's true, though. It is their space. And so you're entering into their space. And I think that's, again, that's another opportunity for these guys to learn, the advisors to learn, the manager to teach and, and become a leader and solidify himself as a leader to show them that, hey, look, you don't walk into somebody's house. That's the, like you walk into somebody's house and threaten them. That's, mm-hmm. You're on their home turf. That's not mm-hmm. the right thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be way more aggressive. And so mm-hmm. that's the same thing with his stall and challenging him in front of all his peers. Yeah, I 100% agree. Wow. With that. Yeah, you don't so do ego that. is a You're 100% right. Ego <laughs> is everything. It was ego and the advisor, the advisor was going to back down. Love I'm that. in charge. Ego and the technician, this is my space. You're saying this in front of my guys that that uh, respect and revere me. Like, I'm gonna how you, dare
0: you? I'm going to tell you right now. I think it'd be it's it's totally unfair. Cuz I'll tell you right now and I agree or disagree with me, Gary, but you know, I'm telling you right now. If a, if the technician would have gone up to the service drive in the service desk and done something like that to the service advisor in that environment right regardless technician would have been suspended so because he's like this, this technician you know what i'm saying like that's yeah. i feel bad for technicians because they know that if they would have done it the reverse way come into my house and start back beating them up or doing whatever or shoved whatever it was even if the advisor would have shoved the, the technician and say get the heck back into the shop yeah right it would have been different because of the environment that that being on the drive, having customers yeah, be able customer to look at facing. that, right? That I'm telling you, I know it's sad to say, but the the, the, the manager been like, "You're fired. You're suspended. You're whatever. That's that's unacceptable behavior in front of customers or whatnot."
1: Yeah, they're different rules. There's there's no doubt the space, the environment, you know, the the geography of it. It will, will play a factor in it. There's no doubt. If there were customers there. If there weren't customers there, if somebody was on the phone, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into that, but. Um, um, All
0: right, so regardless of what we what's happened and what we do, next step is what do you do? What are the best practices? Like what's the best practice on what we mm-hmm. would do in order for us to overcome this, tackle it? What what mm-hmm. do you think would be the best practice for this? Well, um because we we've said a, a couple things, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things we have to take into consideration is maybe the seniority, maybe the the what what the 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 performance level of the two people and and all also do you take into consideration if this happens with a loop technician compared to the number one advisor do you treat it differently that way do you treat it different if the if it's a you know uh, a master tech who is this guy you know the number one Mm -hmm. technician against a newbie service advisor i mean how so
1: first and foremost i think all those things yes you you, you have to you have to you know look at you know, who these people are, how long they've been there, how they're performing. And and I think that, you know, that's going to have an impact on it. If it's a loop tech, I'm not even willing to, you know, have the conversation. He's pretty much gone, I think. Mm. Um, it's just it just is the nature of the beast. It's not it's you know, it's not worth the time and energy. I mean, unless he's just like a superstar on his way up. But again, you know, it goes back to the talent level. I think you have to you have to first determine that. I think the other thing. I think the the so, in my opinion, there there are a couple things that need to happen immediately. Number one, obviously, you separate the two guys. Right? Obviously, yeah. I think number two, I think they both get sent home. I get it. Their car is being worked on. It's gonna it's gonna inconvenience customers. It, you know, the, the the advisor's not gonna be able to call people back. It's not gonna be the best I- environment. But I don't know that you you think about if you've ever been in a fight like that. It takes a while to come down. Mm-hmm. You cannot leave them there. I, they're not. Gonna, he's not going to do the best job on the car. The advice is not going to be the best on the drive. I think it's best to send them back. And then the second thing I think needs to happen immediately is you need to talk to the upper management. So my advice is, you know, is is get a hold of the GM or the owner and and just kind of let them know, hey, this is what's happened. This is what I've done. This is my first step. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an investigation. You know, I'm gonna talk to everybody and, and kind of take the you know. Um, witness statements, right mm-hmm. <laughs> play cSI mm-hmm. and then uh you know and then maybe we should talk about it, and I think doing that also lets the owner know because it 's his business it 's the general manager's responsibility if the owner's not readily available. It's a general manager's responsibility to run the business. They both need to know what's going on. I think that's the, that's an important step. Now, I'm listening to you, and I agree
0: with everything you're saying. And then I'm putting myself – I'm putting my service advisor hat back on. Mm-hmm. And I'm not putting my – I'm not putting the service advisor hat of the person that that had this altercation. I'm thinking about the others because what happens is is immediately when you're sending that guy out, right? The service manager is going to go, "Okay, you guys need to help your brother cuz I send, I'm sending him home. You guys need to do the follow up." And that just puts a lot of stress on the advisors. So yeah. there's advisors listening to this right now going, "Well, no, I think that's the wrong call. Cuz right. now you're putting more stuff on me and I don't want to yeah. handle somebody else's stuff."
1: Yep. Like what okay. the heck?
0: Now I have to call a customer that this and that. So how do you handle that?
1: Well, again, that goes back to leadership, I think it is. You know, you got to rally the troops and sometimes, you know, it is um, you know, it's you against a greater number. It's, it's you know, it's your team against a unstoppable force, right? right. And I think there are going to be more times than just that where you're going to have to overcome something that seems, you know, insurmountable. Right. And your ability to lead them through that right. is, again, it's it's going to test you. And it's also going to set you up For future conflict, it's gonna set you up where people look at you differently. If you're just like, hey, just go do it, and then you walk away and you're like in your office, you know, then you're just gonna be like, yeah, this guy left us in the lurch. You have to, you know, you have to create the rally cry, like, hey, we're gonna do this. You go to the foreman, you're like, hey, we gotta get these cars done. They still have to get done. Like, what can we do?
0: Right. So it's like you rally the troops. I agree with you. I agree. You bring everybody, not everybody, but let's say you bring the advisors together, look, this has happened. We're not going to talk about it now. We need to take about we need to take care of what's happening right now. Yeah, let's go. And that's go. a customer. We have customers. Right? We have yeah. customers got to hit. So, is there any volunteers who can help out? Who can step up and help your brother who unfortunately is not here right now and probably overwhelmed with a lot of stress, anxiety, just anger, whatever that mm-hmm. is. We got to let him decompress. Yep. So, now that we get him doing that, who's going to step up and let's make sure we don't take that we take care of the customer so that we are not sacrificing our name as the individuals representing this business right and and give a a bad light of ourselves because at the end of the day who's the customer judging are they really judging him Mm -hmm. or her
1: are they really judging them or are they judging us as a whole Mm -hmm. you know department yeah that's a great i mean that's 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 a great observation that that is the the leader saying hey we're all we're all on the hook here. Huh. Like this, this means, happened to all of us. This is everybody. Yeah, we're all here. So this is not. Ooh, what happened over there? No, we are a team. When right. things happen, we rise and fall as a team. Right. And so let's go. And I right. think. I mean, honestly, there's, there, you know, it's funny, you know, you say, oh, there's a silver lining to the cloud, <laughs> <You> see, <laughs> euphemism, but the truth is, is it it truly is an opportunity to assert yourself as a leader. I think when bad things happen, everybody's like, oh, why me? And why is this happening now? It's like, no, this is a, this is an opportunity for you to really solidify yourself as the leader of this organization and lead them through this tough time. I think each time that comes up, your, your people gain a, a higher level of respect for you when you can get them through it. So I really think again, it just goes back to him he's got to, he's got to knock it out. Um, well, you know what I want to give a call to action then for
0: our, our listeners, if you're a service manager out there mm-hmm. if you're a service advisor, even if you're a technician, i I want you to share with us what would you do I mean and, and I'm going to review their best practices. I'm going to tell you, okay, first and foremost, can we both agree, Gary that G man, that first you want to separate them? yep, obviously 100 percent then we want to have a cool off period probably let them let them go for the day Mm -hmm. gather the troops Mm -hmm. right both ends gather all the techs in the shop and talk to them or have the shop form and do it Mm -hmm. gather all the service advisors get them together look this has happened we know this is drama we know whatever. we need to move forward we need to make things happen we need to take care of the customer so he needs your help he or she needs your help Mm -hmm. and this needs to happen i need volunteers who's going to take it here's what's happening this is the car go into the shop have the shop form go okay look we had to send somebody home. We know this the condition of where this car is at. We can figure it out. We need to know what's – but we got to take care of the customer. Who's going to step up and take care of this job mm-hmm. and make that happen, right? And then after that, I'd say bring them back together after a couple – maybe after a day. maybe You know, unfortunately and luckily, actually, fortunately and unfortunately, this happened on a Friday. Mm, yeah. So it gave them the weekend to just decompress.
1: Yeah. No, that's actually a blessing. That's a blessing.
0: Yeah. Have them come back in on a Monday. Let's get upper management involved, right, Right. Mm -hmm. to be participants in this, right, because it's important. Mm -hmm. Have them sit into the room. And you know, there's there's several of you listening to this are going to say, oh, we got to call the HR people, we got to call, you know, fine, call your HR people, get them into your room and let's discuss what happened. Let's discuss what the options are going to be. And if there's going to be punishment, there's going to be punishment. We have to define everything based on what the policies and procedures we've put in place, of our culture and our business to ensure that everybody's well aware of what those rules are and how we're going to proceed
1: yeah i i agree i think 100 percent. you're, you're and, dead on the money and i um and i don't know that there's a perfect way to handle no. it so you know we're sitting here and we're kind of armchair quarterbacking it right, right. and and i think that's you know that's the role I think that we play as coaches is to be able to look back and say, okay, we run the film. We looked at the situation and Mm -hmm. here's what we think would be a better way of doing it. And, uh, and I also agree with you. I think I'd love to hear from anybody that has an opinion on the subject because I'm sure there's a lot. Um, and just to see what other people think, what, what should be done. But yeah, um, I mean,
0: for us right now, this is pretty much a lag measure. Something's happened.
1: Yeah. Now we learned
0: from it, Right. right? But this is an opportunity for those out there who are listening to us who haven't had this happen. To really create a lead measure. What what, what am I going to do if it happens? Exactly. How am I going to be prepared for this situation? How to
1: prevent. How to, how to prevent. prepare myself as a leader. Exactly. Yeah.
0: All these things happen for a reason mm-hmm. for us. You know, everything. What's the lesson that we learned? Right. Right? That's it. That's it. All it, is. That's it's, it. It's, what was the lesson learned? How can we create a policy or procedure or whatever to overcome this and then avoid it as, as much as possible in the future?
1: And I think if you're a manager or an employee, you know, that's in this this type of scenario or in this situation maybe right now, mm-hmm. um I think the thing to do is not beat yourself up over it. Right. Right? I think, you know, is it appropriate? No. But you know, is there an opportunity to learn from this? Yes. And and you know, and that's the thing I think too often we focus on the failure and say you know, oh, I'm, I'm a bad, you know, this is bad. This is going to, no, it's like, this is an opportunity for you to learn and to become a better person. And that's the thing I think you need to focus on is if this happens to me again, how do I control my emotions? Mm-hmm. How do I stop it from getting physical? How do I deescalate instead of escalate? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's an important lesson for just for adults in general, you know, when you have conflict, you got to figure out how to deescalate. That's the whole thing. And another, you know, Words of advice to both the service advisor
0: and to the technician that may be listening to this, that may have somewhat of the same situation at hand before it escalates. Talk to your leadership. Yeah. Let them know what's going on beforehand. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because you're going to get way farther that way than having to, you know, sit at a chair and wonder if if this is the end of
1: your, you know, your stay. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. That's the worst. You're sweating it out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. All right. Well, I think we talked about this enough, so shall we do.
0: Shall we cut her off? We should cut her off. This is Coach J and the G-Man. Uh, I want to say Coach J and the G-Man Hour. I don't know. I think it's the Snoop the dog co- <laughs> Coach J
1: and the G-Man Hour. <laughs> Sorry, it's not going to be that long. <laughs> we don't have that much to say. That's right. But right. well, I'd like to thank
0: everybody for listening and tuning in, and then uh, they're going to follow us somewhere once we have all that set up, right?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. 100%. Cool. So, uh, yeah, this is our first kind of episode. We felt like this topic was too good to pass up, yep. and we're, we're kind of bib it here at our place in Kansas City. Um, Mill America. Middle America, and, and we're not prepared to shoot a podcast, but we thought this was too good a content. So yeah. we'll, we'll glue an intro and an outro <laughs> onto it and hopefully got something out of it, and we'll see it at the next episode. Yes, sir.